So this is unexpected. The first time I did this was back in 2016 and I nervously uploaded it to SoundCloud, fully expecting that no one was going to listen to it. And I was proved right. I'm pretty sure nobody did listen to it. But that was the start of something new, to quote High School Musical. Yeah. I feel like that sets the tone quite nicely for what is about to happen. This is New Music Friday and the origins of this date way back to 2015. Run Away With Me really was the song that started all of this. I'd always had an interest in pop music. I'd always secretly concealed it when I was a teenager, trying to be cool and think that I was better than that. But it reached the point where I just couldn't hide it anymore. And I was like, you know what? I'm having a terrible time on my journalism course. I'm going to write about something that I enjoy. And that was pop music. And some four years later, here we are. So I've decided to finally do this properly, kind of. Although this is not going to be professional in any way. Just a heads up, if you were expecting some slick production, you're in the wrong place. However, if you do love pop music, and more specifically, new pop music, more specifically, new pop music with some old favourites thrown in, then you're definitely in the right place. If you do care find to find out more about me and how this whole thing started, I'm fairly certain there's a link to my blog somewhere on my profile page. So you can do that if you wish. If not, then just keep listening because we've got some bops to talk about. So the first person I'm going to start with is Sigrid. Sig- I feel like I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, we all know who she is. She's been around since... 2017 I want to say and she's one of those people who's quite hit and miss I feel like she's had a couple of good songs Strangers was excellent such a good bop and then there was a couple of songs Don't Kill My Vibe Fake Friends that were okay I have to be honest I really wasn't that into her and I was like why does everyone like this person so much like what is the hype and then The album came out, and there's actually some pretty good songs on here, I'm not going to lie. So, Nevermind and Mine Right Now were the two that instantly kind of stood out to me. And I think when she goes for it, when she really actually goes for it, that's that's when she sounds the best. When it's like full you know, unadulterated pop, when she really goes for it and it's verging slightly on cheesy, that's when it's the best. So those two songs were excellent. And then, weirdly, my dad actually asked me if I'd list- if I'd heard of her and I was like, yeah, she's okay. She's had a couple of all right songs. And one of the songs that he really liked that's been on the radio recently is Don't Feel Like Crying. And I listened to it again after he'd told me about it and I was like how have I ignored this song for so long why have I been sleeping on this like this is so good and as someone who's perpetually single I just love a song about breakups and I had it on full volume and I must have played it about 10 times that night I'm not joking And it was just, it's such a good song. Again, when she really goes for it with the pop, that's that's when it's the best. Um, So the album overall was, again, wasn't great. 
Sucker Punch is the name of the album. It wasn't great, I have to admit. It's still very hit and miss, but those few songs are excellent and yeah, I'm obsessed. So the next person I want to talk about, and again, if I pronounce this wrong, I'm very sorry. Nam Namasenda, I think is how you say it. Um Unlike most of these songs that I talk about and that I have been talking about and writing about on my blog, gotta get that promo. Um, I'm pretty sure I found out about this either through That Kid, Jesse St. John, Leland, one of the kind of like sort of underground ish kind of pop stars that I listen to on a regular basis. And they tweeted like, Stan Namasenda and I was like okay I'm gonna listen to this because I trust I trust their judgment I know that whatever they're recommending to me is probably going to be good so I listened to her and she's she's excellent and I tweeted about it and I described it as if Cascada who for people who are unaware were and there still are um a German dance pop group and the biggest song they probably had was Every Time We Touch. And this is a really specific memory to people who were in the UK around 2007 and eight, sort of just becoming a teenager. And that song is one that I remember everyone just went absolutely mad for. It was, it was wild and it was everywhere. And it's still, it's such a good song. So yeah, that was the beginning of Cascada. So I described this this particular artist, the song Donuts especially, as if Sophie, and we all know Sophie, I hope, from PC Music, if Sophie and Cascada had a baby, a musical baby, this is what it would sound like. So Donuts is such a good song, like... She's literally just talking about going to get donuts, but she makes it just, it's a bop. It's really a bop. And then there was another song called What You Got, which is slightly more low-key, but but still excellent. I feel like it's a, a speeding, speeding down the highway at like 90 miles an hour kind of dramatic song, which, again, for someone who doesn't drive, it's a song that that I love. And I'm, yeah, I can see it now. If I ever do... If I ever do learn to drive, that's going to be one of the first songs that I'm blasting. So, yeah, love her. The only thing is, she actually hasn't released anything since 2017. So, I did a bit of a a snoop on Twitter, and she did say that she is going to be releasing music soon. So, if that sounds like your kind of thing, Cascada, Sophie, that kind of thing, then, you know, keep an eye out, because I'll be doing the same, and hopefully... She will bless us with some new releases very soon. So, the next person that I want to talk about is called... I haven't made this easy for myself. For the, for the first the first episode, all these people have got ridiculous names. Chloe, but instead of a H, it's an X. So, C-X-L-O-E. I'm going to assume it's still pronounced Chloe. Um, again, Jesse St. John, I have to thank for this recommendation... Uh, I'm not sure if he's worked with her, because he is a songwriter, but he was tweeting about her, and I was like, okay. Like I say, again, I trust his judgement, anything he says is going to be good. And I was correct. And I've written here, she sounds like Julia Michaels. If Julia Michaels had had a kind of, 
a caffeine boost. If she if she was a bit more like awake and a bit more upbeat, I feel like this is what she would sound like. And that's no disrespect because I do quite like Julia Michaels, but you know, if you're looking for a kind of getting up on the dance floor song, she's probably not the best person to go to. However, I feel like Chloe is really kind of like that middle ground. So my favourite song, which I've had on repeat, is called Show You, and it's from 2018. And this one, this one really goes off. Like, the bass, the beat of this song is so good. And like most songs, it's a sad bop. You know, she's talking about really wanting to be with this person and desperately, you know, you can kind of feel how much she wants to be with this person. But it's a bob and it absolutely goes off. So that one is my favourite song. And then there's a song called I Can't Have Nice Things, which I believe was released this year. Um, And this was the one specifically that I described as her vocal is like Julia Michaels. The sound is kind of like Lord, like green light melodrama, that kind of big pop. So that's another excellent song. And also Tough Love, which is from 2017. And this is like a dead ringer for Banks, which is by no means a bad thing. Like, I love Banks. So, yeah, she, she can kind of do it all. She's, you know, she's got a good a good range of, of sounds going on. She's definitely got the range. Um, and she supported Maroon 5 on tour quite recently, I think, within, like, in the last few months. Um, and she's Australian, so she's kind of starting out there. I saw that she was doing a tour in Australia, and I'm jealous. Like, I want to see these songs live, so hopefully things keep going well for her and she does she does get the attention she deserves and does a does a UK tour because I'm here for it and I want to hear it live. Next up I have someone called Sazzy. I only discovered this song literally maybe two days ago um, and I described it as Pet Shop Boys for the Modern Age and it's called WTF and it's basically like a social commentary kind of thing about social media and and like you know influence influences and whatever um i feel like the pet shop boys have always been severely underrated i feel like they're one of those bands they've been around since the 80s made some of the biggest and best songs of the 80s like west end girls is it still sounds so good it sounds so new even though it was released like the beginning of the 80s i think And they've been going ever since. And the last few albums they've released have been so good. I saw them live maybe two years ago. And honestly, like, you you know, sometimes you see what people call a heritage act when, when somebody kind of, it's like a reunion. But for them, it wasn't a reunion. It was just kind of a continuation of the amazing songs they were making in the 80s. And it was honestly one of the best concerts I've been to. You know, if you want kind of the pioneers, really, one of the pioneers of electronic and dance music, I think it really all kind of starts with the Pet Shop Boys. And I don't think people give them enough credit. And that's why I was so excited for this song, you know, lyrically and kind of sonically. It really, I really do feel like it's a Pet Shop Boys for the modern age. You know, that's that whole kind of social commentary was really what, the pet shop boys were about and it was West End girls especially 
um, talking about the the people that Neil Tennant would see in London, and there's a couple of weird kind of political references from that time, and it shouldn't work, but somehow it does, and I think it works so well because he was a journalist, and you know he was he was a writer before he was a musician, so he kind of has that sort of in-depth knowledge about what's going on in the world around him. I'm not saying you have to be a journalist. I don't think Sazzy is a journalist, as far as I'm aware. But she manages to capture that kind of sarcastic, like, sort of commentary on what's happening in the world. And it's not an easy thing to do, because I think often it can come across as, like, social media is bad, phones are bad. And it's like, okay, but you're probably tweeting as you say this. Um, the 1975, I mean, I couldn't not talk about them. It was going to happen inevitably. Um, who are my favourite band ever, probably. Tied with One Direction. We miss you. Um, and their album, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Again, I don't think they set out for it to be a social commentary, but there are a couple of songs that reference, like, things happening in the world. Uh, Love It If We Made It is a really good example it's a lot more, like, politically charged than Sazzy's, but I think that, you know, they were very keen to emphasise this is not a wake-up sheeple, this is not a kind of, you know, everything's bad and depressing online, it's just kind of saying this is what's happening in the world and, you know, and she's kind of the same, she's not really offering, like, a solution or, like, a commentary, she's just, you know, like, critically, it's just kind of his things that are happening in the world, you know, on the internet, online. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. And I, you know, I'm here for the Pet Shop Boys revival. Um, and I have another song, which is from 2018, and it's called Do You Work Out? And I thought this was a joke. When I first heard this song, I was like, no, this is ridiculous. Like, and I have a couple of, like, references which together sound ridiculous. But when you hear the song, if you like this kind of thing, you'll understand. It's like Hannah Diamond and the Saturdays and Neon Jungle, who were a short-lived-ish girl band from a couple of years ago. And like I say, on paper, it sounds ridiculous. And she, uh, she you know, vocally, she does sound a lot like Hannah Diamond. And she has that kind of, like that funny kind of speaking voice that sort of sounds like a children's tv presenter and it honestly it sounds like a joke song the first time but the more you listen to it like it's actually a really good kind of like party song so yeah i'm obsessed with that i'm here for it i love it and i will be unironically listening to it the next time i get ready to go out like for sure next up is something that I never thought would be included in any of my New Music Friday. Content, hashtag content. Um, and this band, again, Jesse St. John has written on the EP they've released recently. The band is called Tomorrow Together, and I feel like for people who know K-pop, that this won't be a surprise. Um, but yeah, they've got some excellent songs on this this EP they've released. One's called Crown. I think there's one called Cat and Dog. Um, and, you know, K-pop is not something that I would normally listen to. I think the only thing that puts me off 
is that I can never really understand what, obviously, I don't really know what they're saying. Um, but somehow with this EP, like, it doesn't matter. My favourite song is called Our Summer. And honestly, like, it's it's a bop. I know I say bop a lot in this. I'm very sorry. Take a shot every time I say bop. But it really is. It's so good. And, yeah, that I think that was the only thing that kind of put me off k-pop was not really understanding what they were saying but to be honest it doesn't matter like if the song is good then yeah it really doesn't bother me like look up the english translation you know just go with it because honestly you will not be disappointed the next person is called litany and it's a duo it's a girl and a guy and they've been around since 2017 um but weirdly, I actually found out about them recently because the song was played in an advert for chewing gum. Um, I don't know if this brand is, is everywhere, but in the UK it's called Extra, Extra Gum, whatever. Um, and in the background of this advert, there, this, there was this incredible song. And I was like, what is this? I ran to get my phone and, and shazammed it, obviously. And... Yeah, I've basically had it on repeat since. This was a couple of weeks ago now. The song is called Bedroom. And the way I described it here, it's kind of like the XX mixed with Shura. That kind of sort of slightly more low-key electronic kind of thing. And usually anything low-key is not for me. But it's like a bop, but it's not it's not too much. It's like a more a more subdued bop. Um, but it's really good. And yeah, I I was not expecting to, to find that song, but sometimes that is the best kind of song. Uh so I did a bit of a <clears throat> a listen to the rest of her stuff, their stuff. Um, Work This Out and I Said are also excellent, as I say. The XX, that kind of like sort of you know a bit more low-key kind of sound but still good the kind of thing you'd put on if you were trying to like get work done and if you're like me you have to have music on in the background but you can't have something that's too you know that's too like boppy because you'll just get distracted so this is a good kind of compromise if you want to have some music on in the background but you don't want it to be too too full-on then I would highly recommend. And finally, I just want to give... I just had to give this album a mention because I'd forgotten about it. Criminally, shamefully, I'd forgotten about this. Uh, the band is Late of the Pier and I saw an article on Dazed on the website um, talking about how it was the 10-year anniversary of the album um black fantasy channel i think is the name and yeah it's been 10 years so that makes me feel incredibly old i would have been 13 when this album came out and 13 year old me was not well versed in any kind of pop or indie music you know indie was sort of just beginning it was it was kind of getting it was getting started but it, it hadn't fully reached its its peak yet but what I love about this album is that it was kind of like a nice middle ground. It was like an indie and pop kind of hybrid. And I think that's the reason why it hasn't aged 
a lot of indie music I find really cringy. Like I listen and I'm just I'm just reminded of teenage me and it's just it's it's quite embarrassing. Um you know, a lot of it hasn't aged well, but I think there's because it has that more kind of experimental kind of pop sound to it. Again, on paper like it shouldn't work. It's it should be ridiculous, but it hasn't aged and obviously it gave me that it was like a nostalgic feeling but it was slightly it wasn't filled with shame <laughs> it was like a good nostalgic feeling um and i think this album has a lot to answer for in terms of where my love of pop music started without me really knowing that that's where it was going to start um and picking a favorite song off this album is hard cuz they're all so good and like I say, I listened to them and it was like no time had passed. They still sound as good as when I was downloading them to my iPod, which I still have. It's it's on its last legs, but I very much still have it. And yeah, I played this album to death. Um, like I say, picking a favourite song is hard. I would maybe say Bathroom Gurgle or random furl it's really hard though because they're all excellent and i think it's very rare to find an album that every song is good like there's not a single song that you would skip which again is good to have on in the background an album where you can just play it all the way through and you don't have to like skip certain songs so yeah if pop slash indie slash everything in between is your thing then i would definitely recommend that the band kind of dissolved um they released some singles in 2010 i believe um which were also really good um one called best in the class best in class um and then they just kind of disappeared but in this interview with the the guy who was the the kind of front man he didn't rule out that they'll never get back together but i think they're all kind of just doing their own thing so who knows Maybe in the future we'll we'll get some some more music from them. But, you know, it's like the Sex Pistols. If this is the only album they ever make, at least it was a good one. You know, at least it'll always be a classic. And then, finally, finally, just on my point about albums that you can listen to all the way through without having to skip. After I'd rediscovered Late of the Pier, I was on a kind of nostalgic, like trip and I suddenly remembered Palmer Violets who made two albums and then kind of split up out of nowhere I didn't even know because I wasn't really following them they were one of those bands that at the time I was obsessed with like I loved them and the first album 180 again this reminds me of Teenage Me but it's an album that hasn't aged you know, they were quite late to the, the indie party. I mean, I would say indie kind of started to die a death, maybe 2010, 11. And there's a couple of bands that have that have done their best to, to keep it alive. I think the Wombats are one of the few examples of... And the Cortinas, who I've seen about eight times now, because um, they're from Manchester, got to, got to represent that hometown. Um... But I think finding indie music that hasn't aged and that doesn't instantly make you cringe is hard. So their album came out in 2013. And like I say, indie by that point was kind of dying, apart from the odd couple of bands. But even the Wombats were kind of 
leaning more towards pop, which for me is not a problem, but I'm sure there was there were loads of male fans on Twitter that were like, where, where are the guitars, you know? But that that's a topic for another day. So they were kind of late to the whole indie thing. I don't know that they necessarily wanted to be in the indie kind of scene, but it happened, you know, I don't think they needed to be. I think I think they were kind of, they stood out as, you know, their own, doing their own kind of thing. Um, so yeah, this album, it just, like I say, it's, it's a good kind of nostalgic. It doesn't make me cringe. And again, picking a favourite song is hard. Best of Friends was kind of the first song that they released and that was kind of the lead single. And yeah, it was everywhere and it was great. Um, also, Chicken Dippers. And again, please, the name is ridiculous, but the song is is really good. But again, there's so many... There's not really a bad song. And then they released a second album. I cannot remember the name of it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but there was a song called Coming Over to My Place and another one called Peter and the Gun. I believe this album was 2015. And that ended up being the last one that they did. I only found out maybe a year or two ago that they'd actually split up. So that was sad because, you know, it was like they were just really getting into it again. The second album wasn't as great, but still good. Um, And then they just kind of disappeared. So it was like, oh, okay, (laughs) thanks for the heads up. But as I say, at least at least the music they did give us was excellent. You know, quality not quantity and that marks the end of the first new music friday i hope you enjoyed this i tried to keep it to a minimum i tried not to go on for too long so i hope you enjoyed it and hopefully you will listen to the next one thank you goodbye